When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Welcome back to our part two sit down with Miss Gina Shock. If you haven't heard part one, check it out. Starts at the beginning, the formation of the Go-Go's, how she came to know Belinda and Jane and Charlotte and Kathy, the early years making Beauty and the Beat, really just the start of their career, vacation, talk show, talk about all of that. And now we continue with part two of our chat with Miss Gina Shock. Well, after, you know, after Beauty and the Beat, we had vacation, we had talk show, like, you know, during the height of, you know, look, there's been so much written about, like you mentioned drugs earlier, right? Like drugs were a part of the scene. They're a part of the business. They were were. a part of your band. Like you didn't really go to, like, I know Belinda, look, I read Belinda's book. I read Kathy's book, Charlotte's been open. It didn't seem like you really went down that road yourself. No, I, I, you know, everybody was busy doing a lot of blow and that was not my drug. And I, I really wasn't, wasn't that whacked out during that period of time, whereas the other girls pretty much were. And, um, you know, cause I'm, I'm always like, I have so much energy. I could explode half the time. So Coke obviously is not what I'm interested in. I would, they'd be doing Coke and I'd be doing like Valium or smoking pot or something, you know? Um, I started to have a drug problem in the nineties when I was not, you know, really, doing much or just sort of spotty, spotty work here and there. Um, but, you know, we kept it together uh, as long as we could during that decade because, because we had to. And, you know, we had the machine behind us. And unfortunately, that machine wasn't taking care of us in the way they should have, you know. Um, and... There was no playbook for this. We we this was a new experience. All this for us, and to be in your early twenties and have everything, get everything you want. Drugs are given to you free. You don't have to pay for anything. You're waiting on hand and foot. It, it can get a little crazy, and and it did at times. But look, we're all here to talk about it, and that's the bottom line, right? You know, I mean, it happens. Absolutely. I say the exact same thing you said. I'm like, I, no one believes me. I'm like, I've never touched, I've never tried cocaine. I'm like, this energy, do you think that I need it? Are you crazy? <laughs> like it, there's, that's the last thing I need. Like, no, thank you. Gotcha. I but, gotcha. And you know, also David, excuse me, but you've got to remember that the eighties was without a doubt, the decade of excess, you know, it, everything all the time. I mean, it really was, really was, it, it lived up to that, you know, 
It really was. I mean, were you then like resentful? Like, you know, you said like, this is what you wanted to do your whole life. Like you said, you were the one that said, no, we're not going to rehearse after work. We're going to rehearse five days a week. Like, yeah. you know, at, like, look, you were given such a great opportunity. Were you like, hey guys, listen, we've all been that sober person at the party, right? Like it's, I mean, you know, so we're like, were you like, wait, what are you guys doing? Like this no, is- No, no, no. Cause I was drinking. I was drinking and right. you know, I would indulge, but it wasn't my thing. You know what I mean? It just wasn't. Um, and to be honest, I really, for me, David, music is what it's all about, man. It is my life. And I, I didn't want anything to take that away from me. And, you know, we, like I said, we didn't have any, we didn't have a playbook. We had nothing to go from, uh, you know, you can only, I wasn't sitting down. Uh, yeah, we, it's true. We would have conversations, you know, when one person wasn't in the room about they're getting a little out of hand. Our main worry was Charlotte cause she was really off the rails in a big way. And, um, and we, we knew she was, she was going to die. Um, and, and, and so things, you know, came to a head when we were at that rock and Rio thing, when she, when Ozzy threw her out of her dressing room and, you know, I'm not saying anything. Everybody knows this about Char's life. And, um, when she came back, uh, we sort of were part of helping her make a decision to get her ass in rehab uh, because she was drinking like a quart of vodka every couple of days and doing eight balls of blow. I mean, it was nuts. She was out of control and mixing other horrible drugs and 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 hiding in her house, which is what all drug addicts do. I did it, you know. Uh, so. You know, she went to rehab once. She's only one of the, I don't even know anybody. It's only been once. She went once and she stayed sober. And I really respect her for that. Really respect her. What's that like? Right. Because everyone knows like the Ozzy story, like the Rock and Rio and Ozzy. I mean, when Ozzy Osbourne, you know, like on paper and you're like, you're throwing Charlotte out of a dressing room. Yeah. Like, Was that just like, this guy's, this is, we got to do something here? Well, no, we just like, she was just a, a mess. She was really a mess. It was hard to get her on stage. You know, and everybody else was doing stuff, but she was mixing it with really bad drugs. And it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. Speedballs, it was bad. Yeah, that's that's really bad. So much, you know, has been written about, it wasn't, you know, like drugs, of course, but, you know, there's been so much written about, you know, creative differences and infighting, like, but here you are, like, in your, and I know some of the backstory, but like in your opinion, what really led to the, so you had three great albums and then you guys break up after talk yeah. show. Like what led to the breakup of the Go-Go's? I mean, here you are, I've read it all. I know a lot of the stories. I read your book. Read I lots can of tell books. you what it, what it was, and this is true. It was a lot of money, a lot of drugs. And I feel like, uh, I, I wish that our management would have had more control of the situation, but I mean, it's not really anyone's fault. It's everyone's fault. And it just happened that way. It wasn't something that I ever wanted. I, I fought and still fight to always keep this band together and always, you know, try to, try to, try to be, you know, recording or doing something, you know, cause I'm forever grateful to this band. Um, and it, it was, you know, a lot, and a lot of people, you got a lot of people telling you what you should do. And everybody had their own little crew of, of friends. And, you know, um, it's, it's tough. It's tough to navigate all that. And, uh, you know, I was, I mean, Jane quit first, which I, I still in the book, I don't know why in the hell she quit because she could have done a solo record and still stay in a band, but she, she regretted that. She said, I wish I hadn't have done that, you know? Um, she understands the value of this band. Uh, and and um, uh, then Belinda uh, quit, and Charlotte her went off and did something. Kathy and I were kind of knocked out. That came out of the blue. Because um, we were just, we were we were already preparing for the next record. We had brought in Paula Jean to play, to play bass. Kathy was moving over to guitar. And, you know, Kathy and I were just thinking about, you know, uh, we, were, we were in rehearsals for the next record. So there you go. And then we got called into um, to our management's office. Oh God, my neck's so sore. And um, where Charlotte and Belinda said, you know what? I don't know which one said it, 
I write the songs and she's the voice and, you know, the band's over. And we were like, oh, great. Thanks a fucking lot. See, thinking about it right now pisses me off. But we're still, we were growing up making mistakes, doing stupid shit. That was such a stupid move. Really stupid. Yeah. But then we, you know, then we got back together in 1990 through Jane Fonda. You got to love that story. Jane Fonda helped got us back together. And, How? and, I, and I don't then, even think, I don't even think that I know that story. Oh, I mean, well, I know you guys got back together, you know, for Return to the Valley of the Go-Go's, but I didn't know Jane Fonda was involved. We broke up for five, four, four and a half years, basically four years. Right. Cause we got back together. Not um, Jane Fonda was doing, you know, she's such a, an environmentalist and loves animals. She's like all the right stuff. I love that woman. Um, what a gorgeous person she is inside and out. Uh, anyway, she contacted, cause Belinda had her solo career. I had gotten a, uh, Jane had her deal, uh, and put out a couple records. Belinda had a solo deal. I had a solo deal on Capitol and put out one record. Then that's another story. Um, um, and then, uh, our different management got calls from Jane Fonda's people uh, saying, yeah, um, she's trying to get this green initiative put on the ballot in LA. Would the girls be interested in getting together and doing a show at Universal? Uh, a lot of different artists were going to play. Would we be interested in doing that? So everybody started calling each other again. Because that would certainly unite us because we are environmentalists. We all love critters. You know, uh, we have so much in common in this band. Uh, and and anyway, so we started talking. We got together. with We, we went and hung out at Jane Fonda's house a couple times in Santa Monica. That was so cool. Um, and we did the show. And after that show, <laughs> they booked a tour. And we were back. We were back out there playing together. What's and it was it? Nothing, nothing had changed. It was sort of just... The family's hanging out now. We're doing what we what we always do. And really? It was so it was lovely. And everybody kept doing what they were doing on the sides as well. You know what I mean? It was good. I kept I can only speak for like I had moved to New York and was, you know, I I I'd really taken my songwriting seriously and I got a I got a, another publishing deal there. So I was in New York. I was writing and busy. But this was going on in the meantime, and it was like, yeah, we can do all this and still do the go-go's. Hey, hello, ding ding ding. Yeah, it can all happen at once. Whatever. Anyway. Yes. What's it like hanging out at Jane Fonda's house? You know what struck me? And this is another reason why I just adore her. Because I'm all about family. When you walked in her house, there was a big table in the entryway. And it had tons of photographs of her with her family. And I thought, man, I like her. She's a good girl. You know, um, obviously, family is very important to her. Everywhere. Pictures of her and... and and her kids and her her dad and her mom and her brother and you know I just I like that right off the bat and she's very warm and very personable and this was a long time ago but it sticks with me it does you know you see the pictures of the family and you're like okay now I get it yeah what about you know the wait is over that's right season five of the Kardashians is here just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This summer... The world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door. 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. 
Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to indicloud.co slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top shelf THC products. Head over to indicloud.co slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. When I embarked on my health kick about a year ago, the one thing I kept hearing from everyone was it doesn't matter what you eat or how often you work out, you have to drink tons of water. And that was the last thing I wanted to hear because drinking water from the tap totally freaks me out. And that's when I discovered AquaTrue. AquaTrue is a water purifier that puts the water from the tap through a very thorough filtering process. It removes about 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. I love AquaTrue because it's so easy to use. It doesn't require any installation, no plumbing. I have a nice cute little one on my counter because I like to keep it simple, but they have purifiers for every type of home. Their filters last a really long time, from six months to two years. One set of their filters is equivalent to 4,500 bottles of water. So listen, it's time to get peace of mind with AquaTrue. Today, my listeners receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code VELVET at checkout. Plus, AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it, you can just send it back for a refund minus shipping. One last time, that's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use code VELVET. I have to tell you guys, this podcast would not be running on all four cylinders as fast as we are, effectively as we are, seven days a week a show goes out without Indeed. If you're hiring, you also need Indeed. Before Indeed, I was hiring people that weren't qualified, that weren't good fits. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills. Indeed is a great, powerful platform that can help you do it all from one place. I've hired my whole team from Indeed. With Instamatch, over 80% of employers get qualified candidates whose resumes on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. No waiting. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash Velvet. The offer is good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash Velvet. Just go to Indeed.com slash Velvet. And hey, support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Velvet. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Like you said, like, right, like you and Kathy were kind of blindsided. You know, you were called in, you were told this, and that's that's it. It's just, you picked it right. Like, that's, there was no, let's talk this out. It's just like nope. Jane Fonda oh, calls no, you. It was, it was a done deal. It was a done deal. And like, we, you, you go through all the emotions, you know, First, you're really pissed off and you want to kill them and you scream and holler and curse at each other. And then you go home, and you get really sad and you cry and then you get pissed off again and then you cry. And, you know, family's getting broken up here. What's going on, man? Family's getting broken up. And you mentioned like, right, because it's a divorce. I don't like it. <laughs> you get it. Listen, you don't like it. A lot of fans don't like it. You know, I guess so what was, I guess your, it sounds like your dark period, so to speak, in the business was like right after the Go-Go's in the 90s, the early 90s. That's when it all kind of, for you, started falling apart. Yeah, I mean, on a personal level, um, I, yeah, I got into drugs um, and uh, went into rehab three times, but the girls were there supporting me to go into rehab. And uh, like probably 95 to 2000 was, I was doing a lot of dope and uh uh and the last rehab i was in was in 2000 and uh i haven't i've been clean wow i mean i drink but i'm not doing any of the bad stuff anymore a little drink is fine yeah right a little anything except like dope is okay yeah for me it's just coffee during the day and you know maybe stay, two vod- stay doing that daddy just stay and doing like coffee. well i mean at night i have you know two or three vodkas but th- other than that i just that, it's you never... know like my parents said any everything in moderation right right yeah except like crack or heroin don't do that in moderate don't do it ever all at all ever i would agree with that so listen, during the 90s, you know, we don't need to rehash it. Like, you know, you also sued the band in 97 for unpaid well, royalties. Well, no, I didn't sue the band. I sued Charlotte. And I sued Charlotte because uh, 
well, and another, another, another thing I forgot to mention, which was really stupid, was a big part of why we broke up in '85 was um, uh, royalties. Okay, uh, you know, three members of the band were making way more than Belinda and I were, tons more, and we had all worked together to make that happen. And like I've said, and I'll say it a million times, you can write songs from now till you fucking drop dead. And unless you have the right vehicle to put those songs into and show them all around to the world, the right setting, it don't mean diddly squat. It doesn't mean a thing. And the Go-Go's were the right vehicle. So you know what? We, we're, we're, we're good together. We're good as a unit. Separately, I don't know how great we all are. You know, but I, I, I mean, as a Go-Go's, it sure as hell worked. And so... Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I was so pissed off when I, cause I wasn't paying attention. I was just living my life. And I went into to the management office one day and, and manager showed me a check of somebody in the bin. And they were like, they're making fucking four times the amount of money I'm making. I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't right. But that goes to show you, I, I'm not about business. I'm about music. I'm doing it cause I love it. You know what I mean? And you hire these people around you to take care of the business, but sometimes they're not. <laughs> anyway, um, that created a big problem and Belinda and I were super pissed about that although she took off with without me but you know I forgave her well, uh, yeah yeah it was it was crazy for people to be making way more than other members of the band when it is the go-go's that helped everybody where we are even today be where we are it's it's all because of the band I would agree with all that. I mean, you say you forgave and you smile. I mean, like, I, I don't know if I would. I mean, that's you come back together to do God bless the Go-Go's in the early 2000s. It's just you guys. I mean, to your point, like it's these are major things. And just somehow you come back together again to record a new. Well, album. look, David, um, uh, it didn't put me in the poorhouse. Put it that way. Um, you know, I didn't have to sell my home. I didn't have to get rid of, you know, anyway. I mean, my life has been good and I've had a very comfortable life, but it really makes you angry when somebody's making four times what you make and you're working just as goddamn hard. And when I, you know, when I would think I'd have to set my fucking drums up and I mean, like I had the shittiest job as far as the work goes, you know, and, uh, you know, whatever, <laughs> I don't want to go there, but, 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 you know, it made me really angry talking about it makes me angry, but then it goes away the minute I stop talking about it because you know, that's what it was. We changed it up as years later and things got split equally. And when we did the musical, everything was split equally as it should be, as it should be. And I, I've, I've heard, I've seen an article where Jane, uh, a video where Jane said, you know, you know, it is something to be a writer. You have to take extra time. Well, I know that I'm a songwriter, but that's just part of what you do. It's part of the job. Do you want to make it? And are you lucky enough to be in a band that's going to help you get your songs out there? That's all, you know, I rest my case. And especially in a band like the Go-Go's, David. It, you know, if you go to a show, there would be people there to see Kathy. There'd be people there to see me, to see Charlotte. Like every, I mean, Belinda's the focal point. She's the singer, let's face it, you know, and that's the way it goes. But, you know, everybody had their fan club. People really loved all five of us. And that was something really special about this band, you know? Yes, 100%. Listen, this is my job. I would be speaking to you probably in some way regardless. But you know, this chat is personal for me. I told you my first concert ever in excess, Michael Hutchins opening for the Go-Go's at New Haven Coliseum. So I've been to many of your shows. See, I'm getting emotional. And yes, some there's other people there for G you guys want to see everyone. But you have the Kathy fans, you have the Charlotte fans, someone wants to stand on this side of the state. Someone, it's 100% like that. And that's not the case with every band out there. No, it's not. It's like everybody, you had your own fan club. Everybody knew who the members were on the band. And that was really cool and so different than many bands out at the time. I mean, I'm sorry to ask you these questions and then make you angry again, but then you're over them in a second. But do you ever, you know, so like, do you and the other members too like do you think like do you regret it does anyone regret you know like people now there's four albums where it's like you could have been like 86 87 88 89 uh, you know you have fans that are so diehard like do you look back and regret that do you think like Belinda regrets that or is it just I, like I, don't, I can't speak for anybody in the band except myself um I don't know I know Jane said that she regretted um 
you know, uh, quitting the band and going out on her own. She, you know, said she thought she was going to be a big star and she flopped. Well, she didn't flop. She put out some records. But the smart thing would have been to stay in the band, which is what I always hope. I always hope. I always want the band to be together intact and everybody got to do their thing and come back together and, and be grateful and go, wow, we do something that people love. A lot more people than our solo shit. You know, it's just the way it is. It's like the Beatles or the Stones or anybody else. Yes, I I, I agree with all of that. And, and and your solo stuff, it's all valid. It's all important, important to you as an artist. Um, and But I mean, and, and you need to do that. You, you need to, to write. You need to, to play your instrument and feel good about what you do. But at the end of the day, it's really kind of great if you can do it for somebody to listen. And the Go-Go's have the biggest listening audience out of anybody in the band. It's just the way it is. Yes. What about then, you know, that was all the 80s and the 90s and like, you know, with age comes wisdom. What about, you know, when you guys like, look, you toured a lot throughout this whole thing. What about, you know, it was only 10 years ago when, or even less, when, you know, like now you're touring and now Kathy's not in the band. We we have in a statement, Kathy's out of the band and we're going to tour and we're going to use different people to fill yeah. in. I mean, that's well, we not- A girl named Abby Travis and um, that, you know, that was another kind of messed up, situation but um i really can't talk about that at all because uh uh we had to sign uh stuff and so you're not allowed to talk about that but uh kathy came back uh it, you know uh uh we had you know the, the rock and roll hall of fame thing came up the musical well the musical came up and it was like this is kathy helped do this she needs we need to get her back she needs to come back there was just some ugly stuff going on uh, during that period of time uh, that caused it, things to work out the way that that, that it did. And um, my phone's ringing. Oh well. Um, anyway, um, but all that got sorted out, and and that's why I always say we are a family because we go through crap like that where we can't stand each other. But if you get all five of us in the room together. We might start screaming and hollering, but by the time we leave that room, we're going to be crying and hugging. I believe that. I I know that. <laughs> I love that. How did the musical Head Over Heels come about? And was Gwyneth Paltrow involved? Is that just... She was, my- yes. She was one of the early uh, believers, and she put some money into it. Um, 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 Donovan Leach, you know, uh, you know who he is, Donovan? Yeah. Well, his dad's the Donovan mellow yellow hurdy-gurdy man right <laughs> um he contacted um and his friend and i can't think of his name this is terrible um i'm having a senior moment um contacted us and told us about this writer this fellow named jeff Whitty, who had won uh an uh um what do you call it what are the a tony a tony for uh Avenue Q. And he wanted to write a musical using Gogo's music about this 17th century, like twisted love story that he came up with. And so we all started talking and, and then it was like, yes, Kathy must be involved. Let's bring her back in. Let's start, let's work it all out. We started doing shows together and getting the musical worked out in the meantime. Um, and, uh, so we worked on that for years. Uh, during that process, we had to bring in someone to clean the story up and do a lot of rewriting and naming uh, a, a, a fellow named uh, James Magruder uh, from Baltimore, who I'm actually going to go see. I'm going to see him in a week. Um, he he made he brought the the uh, the uh, story to life. Uh, I don't think it would have worked if if Jim hadn't have been brought in. And he did a great job because I don't like musicals, but I really did like our musical. It was great, man. Amazing. It was so cool. You know, it was really cool. And it's out the bell. It's like touring all over the place now, which is really cool. See, it, it just never ends. It just keeps going. It's crazy. 
You know, no ego, but everyone always tells me when I do these podcasts, I look so great and I look so refreshed. Truth is, I'm really exhausted during most of these chats. And there's really no mystery. I owe it all to OneSkin. Before OneSkin, I tried everything. All these products claim to smooth wrinkles and firm my skin, give me a youthful glow, blah, blah, blah. Nothing worked. That is until OneSkin. And a large part of that is because of the science behind the product. After testing thousands of peptides, the team of scientists behind OneSkin discovered the OS1 peptide. The OS1 peptide is scientifically proven to target AIDS cells and actually reduces the biological age of skin by several years. My favorite product of theirs, the OS1 face. It's not just that it improved the overall tone and appearance of my face, but it improved the firmness and drastically reduced the fine lines. One skin is for everyone that wants to prevent or reverse the signs of aging with a groundbreaking approach. One skin addresses is skin health at the molecular level targeting the root causes of aging so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time for you to experience a new skin routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with code VELVET at oneskin.co. That's 15% off at oneskin.co with code VELVET. We only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. It never ends. What about the... Did you get a whole new group of fans too? Because I I saw it multiple times. You know, look, there were people there for like Bonnie Mulligan and Rachel York. Like you had a oh, lot of like... Bonnie, I adored her. They, what, that, that Broadway crew was incredible. Just yeah. incredible. Like I, being on the inside, okay, of a musical and really seeing how it works. Oh my God. Newfound respect. Like, can't believe how these, these people do this. Singing every, singing your heart out every night like that. And remembering all those lines and, you know, loving the work that they're doing, which happened to be head over heels at the time. It was quite an experience. I'm so grateful to have been involved in that. Um, and um, who was our, our uh, director was a major dude, too. I can't think of his name. I don't Bill remember Sheehan, him. Excuse me. Whatever. Uh, it, it came together and it was really great. So proud of it. It was phenomenal. Talk to me about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, year after year, I'm sure you were aware of just the outrage amongst people of like, why are these, why is this band not inducted? Did you feel that the same way the rest of us diehard fans yeah felt. it was like why well we kind of gave up after a while because we thought oh this is so ridiculous and and it guess what i guess it always is politics at the end of the day you know was it was it politics you know, like Mug, i got this in graceland in the 80s when the band went to we went to graceland and we got kicked out and they and we were a forever banned from graceland really it's another story was that one of the more wild experiences that yeah, you guys have had? Yeah, we were kind of loaded and we we went into Graceland and we weren't as reverent as we should have been. And we were kind of getting a little too goofy, having too much fun, making fun of things like the jungle room and shit, you know. Um, and yeah, we were banned from Graceland. What happens? Anyway. Like someone that works there just comes over and says, I need the oh, five well, they, of you no, And we had our crew with us and they were terrible too. Um I think what what made me lose my mind um, was when they took us to the to the airplane, the Lisa Marie, and in the back, I don't know if you've ever been there, but at the back of the plane was a huge bed. I mean, like I'd never seen a bed this big, and it had a fucking seatbelt that went from one side of the bed to the other. I thought they fucking strapping everybody in when I'm taking off on this the biggest bed I've ever seen. It was kind of crazy. Uh, anyway, so that's, yeah, another story we could get, go, go into that. And uh, anyway, um, so what are we talking about? Where we go? About the rock and roll hall of fame. Rock and roll finally, fame. Oh yeah, we gave up. up. We'd given up. And then there was a, uh, a change that happened there. And, um, they brought in, uh, new folks that, uh, that sort of, uh, I think listened to the fans. People were you know, I mean, after the, oh, we had that documentary that came out, Alison Elwood's documentary about the band. After that, I think it was like, people are paying attention now. Do we have your attention, folks? And um, I think we did. And then we were nominated. And uh, it was, I couldn't get over it. But we one, when we gave up and we're like, we don't give a shit. We don't care. Then we get nominated. And then we got inducted, which was that night. 
it's, I mean, I remember little bits here and there, but I swear I was in another world. I, I, I think I had a panic attack the entire time I was there because it's hard to remember stuff. I mean, I know I played three songs that night on that stage and I played them well, but I couldn't remember any of it. I was like in front of all those people. Oh my God. In front of our peers, they're all gathered there. People are seeing us everywhere. You know, I mean, it was quite a night, you know, hanging out with Paul McCartney. Wow. I mean, it was cool. Really cool. I mean, another thing, once in a lifetime event happening to me because of the Go-Go's. Being, in, being announced because, by you know, Drew Barrymore. What Barrymore. the five of us have created together. There we are. Another milestone. Um, it's big. Do you ever get starstruck? You just, you know, Drew Barrymore. I've met Drew Barrymore and we ended up talking about the Go-Go's because I just, I didn't even plan it. I had a Go-Go's t-shirt on and it just was one of those things the day I met her. And it was like, so I mean, like you're hanging out with Paul McCartney, you know, like, do you get well, starstruck? You've been in this business forever. No, here's the thing is that there were a lot of names floated around about who was going to induct us. But I'm speaking for myself. I couldn't have been happier when it was Drew because Drew is a real fan. I mean, I remember seeing that kid standing on the side of the stage years ago when we finished playing and she'd be there, you know? I mean, she really was a fan. Um, and uh, so I was overjoyed that she was going to be inducting us. And I just, I adore her. She's such a good girl. I'm so proud of who she grew up to be because she had her issues as well. You know, she went through a lot of crap and, Wow, look at her now, um, you know. Uh, so that was cool. But yes, uh, as about the stars, I'm constantly starstruck. I will always be this kid from Dundalk that is living this dream. And when I meet people, I just am like, ah, can't believe it. I'm meeting Dave Grohl or you know, whatever, whoever it may be. I'm hanging out with Questlove. Woo! I mean, you know, it's pretty cool. How did you become, because I mean, Harry Styles to me is the opposite of the Go-Go's. Like, I, I agree with you that as great as all your solo stuff is, the power is in the band. It's bigger than anything solo. Harry is maybe the opposite. And how did you become such a, I didn't even really know this about you until recently. How did you become such a Harry Styles fan? And what is because it about Harry? Because I just, I, like, Harry is like, to me, like uh, the new David Bowie. He encompasses everything that is fucking awesome about this music business. His his two records, Fine Line and Harry's House, are two of the, I think, best pop albums ever made. They are perfection. They are perfection. The songwriting, the instrumentation, everything about it, the production, you know, uh, it's they're just incredible, they're perfection. And then Harry, I don't know him, I've never met him, but he seems like a really nice fellow. I mean, and I think that's why he's like beloved all over the world because he seems pretty real, pretty. I hope that LA don't fuck him up because LA can do that. Like whatever. Uh, his management was our old management. So I'm, you know, I talked to them folks and I'm like, please don't let it. Cause I went to see, they set it up for me to see Harry in Austin and Kathy and I, and then they set it up for me to see Harry in LA at the forum or the Kia center, whatever the hell it's called. But, and um, you know, I was like saying to Susan, who, who's been there forever, Susan, I hope Ellie doesn't mess him up, man. He's so beautiful. I hope it, she's like, I think he's going to be all right. He's got a pretty good head on his shoulders. I think he does. I, I hope he does. Cause man, he's brilliant. I don't even know if he understands how brilliant he is. He's, he's the whole package and he's good looking as well. How do you like that one? Right. Great style. Built like a million bucks. Got a great voice. And I love his lyrics. And I love the music that is that he wrote. I don't know if he, what he wrote, but I, I would imagine those are pretty much his lyrics. And they just speak to me. And they speak to a lot of people. He's probably like the biggest thing in the world. I don't know. I, think, I just adore him. And he's like a modern day Bowie, you think? He is because he can, he can he transforms into different things, you know? And everything he does is okay. He's very cool with the feminine side of himself. I love that. That's like a true man. He can he can be anything he wants and still be himself, whatever that is. And it's all cool. It's all good. It all works because he's being real. And I think people people feel that about him. I love all of that too. 
What about, you know, you've co-written songs for like Miley Cyrus, like Selena Gomez. Like, have you, did you work like closely with like a Miley or a Selena? Or no, is it I just did like- not. Um, Miley's record was pretty much done when I got, when uh, the two fellows that I was working with at the time, when we got Breakout on there and that became the, the, I mean, that was right when she was going from being a kid into an adult. That was probably her last uh, album as a teenager or whatever. Um, but it was a great song. Um, and it was the title track of the album. Um, but it, no, uh, the people at Disney, we were doing something with Disney at the time, um, trying to put together the next, uh, Go-Go's, so I, I, which by the way, I, I can tell you who the, the next Go-Go's are going to be. Been waiting for over 40 years, but I know who they're going to be. Anyway, um, we were working on something with Disney. Uh, we had to send songs in to the folks at Disney and a fellow there, uh, heard, uh, heard some songs, heard my song, one of many, and was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Um, I played it for Miley and she loves it. We're going to go in and record it. I was like, and then um, 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 Katy Perry, who was managed by the same folks that we were managed by at the time, by Direct, had heard the song and she wanted to do it. So I was like, I had to figure out whether to give it to Katy or Miley and as it turns out it went to Miley because there's actually I have a recording of, of Katie singing it though but Miley they paid us money and you know so he gave it to Miley and then they were like oh we have this other young artist named Selena Gomez can we you know can you write some stuff so we wrote four songs and they they used all four of them and four of them and it was their single kiss and tell was that the name of the record I can't even remember wait it's up here oh Miley, I know better than Selena. Yeah. Uh, uh, the record. Let me see what it was called. I can't even remember. Not terrible. It was Kiss and Tell. That sounds. Yeah, Kiss and Tell. Right. That was the name of the song. That was the name of the album. Anyway. Um, I have to fix my bubble chair. Um, I like it. Yeah, Nicole. So 60s. Uh, anyway. Cool. Um, yeah, so Selena. Yeah, we actually did work with her. She came in, recorded the vocals. And she was just a young girl at the time. Um, uh She's, you know, she's a, she's a good girl. She's a good kid. She's been through a lot of crap too. Um, uh, and um, yeah, so had some songs recorded by the two, those two major artists. And that was wonderful. And I, you- at that time I felt like, wow, you know, I'm, I made it, I might've come late in the game and, you know, I didn't have any singles in the Go-Go's, but I had two, you know, I am with two major artists. I've written songs for it. Yay! <laughs> I'm finally, finally being acknowledged as a songwriter. So it, things can never come too late. Like I was saying, David, it, it all works out the way it's supposed to. Do you have, I mean, they are pretty major, yes. Do you have a favorite song of the uh, Go-Go's, just out of all the songs? Oh, Jesus. Um, and do you have a favorite album out of the four? I have, I, yeah, I'll tell you what my favorite, I have two favorite albums. And one is... Beauty and the Beat, and um, God Bless the Go-Go's. The very first and the very last. Well, actually, um, um, Club Zero is the last thing we recorded a couple years ago, which I really liked. That turned out really good. Um, I was really, very happy with that recording, um, despite the circumstances during the pande- pandemic of trying to get it recorded. Anyway, um, those are my two favorite records. And... Uh, but I'm very proud of all all that we've done, all of our records. I'm proud of. And yep. Return to the Valley of the Gogos is a really weird uh, 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 double set CD thing, but I love that. With all, there's like cassette tape recordings on that record. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song or songs that you just? I mean, pick the non-hits. I mean, that's fine. They're all oh, great. Like God. just as- I don't know, Jesus. David, I don't know. I, I mean, I, it's there's a lot to choose from. Yes, there, there, yeah, there is a lot of, and there's a lot of really great songs. Really great songs. What um, about? Well, I was gonna say also. I mean, if you don't know the answer to that, like, if there's too many to choose from. What about like? Is there just a hit that you are just like, you know, I love all of you fans, but we don't play this one ever again. That's okay. No. We always play, we we might, you know, there's certain songs you have to play. And then there's other songs that we switch around. But I love everything that we do because we sit down and we re- rework things um, uh, 
to make them more interesting and more fun to play. Um, they're they're always a little slightly different than than the album, but not majorly different. Um, um, but they're slightly different. And then when we play live, you know, it's pretty rocking. It's not real poppy pop sound, and it's more edgy and you know, because that's the way we sound. Yeah. Um, and I and 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 like uh, uh, return. I mean, um, God bless the go go's is was the sound of that record is truer to what we sound like live. Um, but wow, what a ride! As we, yes, what a ride as we wrapped out. I mean, I had tickets to all these, all these shows that were canceled due to COVID. I know you guys were overseas in the UK with Billy Idol. Like you say, you guys are together and then, you know, you do your other things, but you always come back together as a family. Like talk to us about 2023. I mean, can we get, is is there anything, can we, can we get some go-go's in in, in, in our lives? David, I have no idea right now. I know Belinda's busy doing solo stuff, which she's really excited about. Um, I wish that she was excited about doing go-go stuff, but she's busy doing that right now. Everybody's sort of living their life and doing different things. Um, and, you know, I hope that we can get together and do some more stuff. I mean, we have stuff that we're actually working on, believe it or not, there's always something. Um, um, but I I can't talk about it yet because it, the thing's not signed, but whatever. Um, um, people still love the go-go's, it's crazy. And, uh, so we'll see. I, I don't know. I guess it depends on how Belinda's uh, solo stuff goes or whatever she's working on. Um, but I, I hope that we get together next year and do some shows or maybe the next, the 2024. I don't know. Um, I hope so. But I'm, I'm grateful. And I'm staying busy with my stuff. I'm going. I'm I going was just going to say, you have a <laughs> lot of dates coming up. Right. I'm going to be promoting this for as long as I possibly can. Because I'm proud of it and it's really cool and it tells our story and it's all true. And I wrote every fucking word in there. Um, and I like talking about it because it's my life and it's been, it's been, it just, I want people to see that dreams do come true. I know it sounds hokey, but they do. It happened. If it can happen for me, it can happen for you. Trust me, it can. So just keep faith in yourself and try different things and push yourself, especially when you think you can push harder because you'll surprise yourself with what you can accomplish. That's perfect for just like the legacy of the go-go's or what it really is your dream come true. And you need, you need to keep touring for this book. Like you said, I know you're in Trenton, New Jersey coming up and I know you're, I was supposed to be at chiller when you were there, but I was away. We're going to be doing, I know that we're going like, we're, I, hard I can tell you, like, we're going to be, a, we're setting stuff up for, like, Florida. Um, I forget where in Florida. I know, I think in Boston. Um, oh, cool. In Jersey, in Baltimore, uh, in Palm Springs, in San Francisco. Um, I think we're going to be doing some stuff in Texas. So we're going to be all around. I want to do Chicago. There's a lot uh, uh, of requests for us. I'm talking about my partner and I, Wendell, who sets everything up and sort of manages me. Uh, at this point in time and he's he's constantly we're getting calls for a lot of a lot of book signings and also i started doing like these comic-con kind of convention things which i would never done this is the first time i've ever done that and it was kind of fun i didn't know whether i'd like it or not but it's really nice to have all that love you know? I'm going to show up at one of, I'm like, I'm in a, like, I'm, I'm kind of all over in 2023 too. So I'm going to keep an eye on it and make an appearance and, you know. Yes, David, it would be great to see you in, like in person, live, real. <laughs> well, be listen, um, I'll be, be around. I, good. I, I didn't realize you were doing that much more in 2023. So that's great news. Yes. We're, we're already got stuff booked up till June next year. So I love it's it. Good. You know, several things every month. It's pretty cool. I love it. And it's you- different. And it's different. It's, it, you know, it's because, and it stays, well, maybe in a year I'll be like, I don't want to do that anymore. Or, or, but it's fresh and new to me. So I like it. Do it. Listen. Oh, I didn't, yes. I forgot to tell you, and I need to say this. Say it. Who's the next go-go's? Who's, gonna, who's finally going to take the mantle? For the, it's going to be a, a band called the Linda Lindas. They're so incredible. I love them. They're the best. They are good musicians, good songwriters. And I believe if anybody's gonna gonna be the next big all girl band, uh, it's gonna be the Linda Lindas. Are they based out of L.A. now They're too? LA, yes, and uh, I adore those girls. They're my buddies, 
And when they play, when we're in the same town, they actually went and re-recorded uh, this town. So whenever I'm in the same city they are, I go out and I, I do a little guest appearance to play this town. I love that. And now I'm going to have to check them out. Yeah. Oh, they're great. They're great. The drummers just turned 12. Oh, my God. Okay, they're so they, they are the next Go-Go's then. I think they are. They know their punk rock history. Their parents were all coming to shows, you know, to see the Go-Go's. They, like, they, know, their, they know their music history in L.A. Their girls are from L.A. They know it. They know, they know their parents have, have told them the scene, how, what it was like. They, they, go to the, they take them to shows. Those kids know what's going on. Well, I've been to a lot of your shows and you look around, you're like, okay, well, here's the people I expect. And then you see there are a lot of young kids. Like there is, like you said, people love the Go-Go's. There is a whole new generation that discovers the music. It always is because you know what? A good band is a good band and good music. People respond to it. Um, And I, I have to say, honestly, it's a shame we're not working right now because the world could use the Go-Go's. And like the joy that we bring to people, Uh, you know, and every show, everybody's standing up, singing every word and dancing and like having a good time. They're in the moment, but they're also reliving times in their life and it's making them feel good. And that's a great gift to give. So that makes me feel good. (laughs) A hundred percent. Well, like I said, you are my first concert ever. So this is just, it's totally personal. I purposely didn't wear a go-go shirt. So you didn't get scared off by me. Oh, come on, daddy. It's okay. Okay. Well, when I show up at one of your book settings, I'll remind you that we had this lovely chat. I really appreciate it. The book is phenomenal. Anytime we'll do it again. Okay. We'll do it again. Thank you so much. I love you, darling. Take care of yourself and be safe. All right. And bye everybody. And Check out my book because it's really good. It's a great book. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye, baby. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.